Hi, this is David. Eating right is often hard these days, but eating better is easy with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. With Factor, there's no prep and no mess. Their meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. What are you waiting for? Discover Factor's wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Go Forward by J.R. Miller, published in 1909. We are constantly being told to remember and urgently counseled not to forget. It is perilous to forget the sins of the past people say, but there is a sense also in which our only hope is in forgetting. We never can get on to higher things if we insist on clinging to our past and carrying it with us. We can make progress only by forgetting. We can go forward only by leaving behind what is past. For instance, we must forget our mistakes and there are many of them. We think of them in our serious moods, at the close of a year, when we are forced to review our past, or when some deep personal experience sets our life before us in retrospection. We sigh, oh, if I had not made that foolish decision, if I had not let that wrong person into my life, I had not gone into that wretched business, if I had not blundered so in managing my affairs, if I had not taken that bad advice, how much better my life would have been. Some people stew regretfully over last year's mistakes the entire following year. They do little but fret over their errors all the months which they ought to make brighter with better things nobler achievements, loftier attainments. But what good comes of it? Worry undoes no folly, corrects no mistakes, brings back nothing we have lost. A year of fretting sets us no farther forward. The best use we can possibly make of last year's blunders is to forget them, and then to get wisdom from the experience for this year. Remembering them 
keeping them before us in painful regret will only make us less strong for avoiding them hereafter. To err is human. We learn by making mistakes. Nobody ever does anything perfectly the first time they try it. The artist spoils yards of canvas and reams of paper in mastering their art. It is the same in living. It takes most of a lifetime to learn how to do work passably well. There is also a way by which our mistakes may be made to work good for us. We can deal with them so that they shall be made to yield good instead of evil. We know well that many of life's best things in character and attainment have come out of follies. We owe far more than we know to our blunders. Let me tell you a story about John Ruskin. One day he was with a friend who, in great distress, showed him a fine handkerchief on which someone had carelessly let fall a drop of ink. The woman was vexed beyond measure at the hopeless ruining of her handkerchief. Ruskin said nothing and took the handkerchief away with him. In a few days he brought it back, but ruined no longer. Using the blot as the base of a drawing, he had made an exquisite bit of India ink work on the handkerchief, thus giving it a beauty and a value far beyond what it possessed before it had been blotted. There is a strange power in divine goodness which can take our mistakes and follies, and out of them bring beauty, blessing, and good. Forget your blunders, and put them into the hands of divine fate. They will be shown to you afterward as marks of loveliness, no longer as blunders, but as the very elements of perfection. Forget your mistakes and turn northward. Forget your hurts. There are hurts in every life. Somebody did you harm last year. Somebody was unkind to you and left a sting in your memory. Somebody said something untrue about you, talked badly of you, misrepresented you. You say you cannot forget these hurts, these injuries, these wrongs, but you would be better off if you did. Do not cherish them. Only worse harm to you will come from keeping them in your memory and thinking about them. Do not let them rankle in your heart. Only worse hurt will come to you through your continuing to brood over your injuries. Crimes have been inspired by remembering wrongs. But hurts forgotten in love become new adornments in the life. A tiny grain of sand in a pearl oyster makes a wound, but instead of turning into a festering sore, the wound becomes a pearl. So a wrong, patiently endured, mastered by love, adds new beauty to the life. We should also forget our attainments the things we have achieved, our successes. Nothing hampers and hinders an individual more than thinking over the good or great things they have done in the past. There is many a person who never achieved much worthwhile 
after doing one or two really worthy or beautiful things. The elation spoiled them, and that was the end of what might have been a fine career. There are people who have once did a good thing and have done little since, but tell people about it. If you did anything good, worthy, or great in the past, forget it. It belongs to a year gone by and adorned it, but it will not be an honor for this year. Each year must have its own adornments. However fine any past achievements of yours may have been, they should be forgotten and left behind. We are to go on to perfection, making every year better than the one before. Dissatisfaction with what we have done spurs us ever to greater things in the future. We should forget also the sins of the past. Somehow many people think that their sins are the very things they never should forget. They feel that they must remember them so that they shall be kept humble. But remembering our sins, weaving our memories into a garment of sackcloth and wearing it continually, is the very thing we ought not to do. Do we not believe in the forgiveness of our sins when we have repented of them? Well then, brood not a moment over your old sins, but turn northward. Turn your penitence into consecration. Burn out the shame of your past action in the fires of love and new devotion. That is the secret of a noble life. Of course, we should never leave behind us and throw away anything that is good and beautiful. The blossom fades and falls but from it comes the fruit. In the most transient experiences, there are things that remain. Influences, impressions, inspirations, elements of beauty, glimpses of better things. These we should keep as part of life's permanent treasure. But all that is evanescent and transient is to be forgotten, left behind while we move on to new things. Forget the things that are behind. Move entirely out of the past. It is gone and you have nothing whatever more to do with it. If it has been unworthy, it should be abandoned for something worthy. If it has been good, it should inspire you to things yet better. Once you have left the past behind, then stretch forward to the things that are before you. What are these things that are before you to which you ought to stretch? The answer may be given in a word. Life. Nothing will meet your needs but life. A picture may seem perfect, but it is only a picture. It has no life. There is a story of a sculptor who had chiseled in marble a statue of St. George, and set it before a church in Florence. Michelangelo was asked to see it. He stood before the marble and was amazed at the success of the young artist. Every feature was perfect. The brow was massive. Intelligence beamed from the eyes. One foot was in the act of moving as if to step forward. 
Gazing at the splendid marble figure, Michelangelo said, Now march! No higher compliment could the great artist have paid to St. George in marble. Yet there was no response. The statue was perfect in all the form of life, but there was no life in it. It could not march. It is possible for us to have all the semblance of life in our beliefs, in our conduct, in our devotion to the principles of right and truth, and yet not have life in us. Life is the great final blessing we should seek. Not life merely, not just a little of it, but fullness of life, abundance. We need to be always watchful, or else we allow our lives to deteriorate in quality as we go on from year to year. This is especially one of the temptations of advancing age. There seems less to live for, less to draw us onward and upward, and inspiration is apt to grow less strong. The best seems behind us and zest for toil and struggle grows less keen. We yield to weariness. We relax our discipline and self-restraint. We do not mind so much the little slips, the minute neglects, the lowering of tone and feeling, in sentiment, in conduct. We are losing our life's brightness and beauty, and we know it not. We allow ourselves to become less thoughtful, less obliging, less kindly, less forgetful of self, less charitable toward the mistakes of others, less tolerant of others' faults and weaknesses. People to whom we have been a comfort in the past begin to note a change in the degree of our geniality and our spirit of helpfulness. We are not interested in human need and trouble as we used to be. Friends apologize for us by saying that we are not well, that we have cares and sufferings of our own, or that we are growing old. But neither illness nor age nor pain should make us less kind. St. Paul tells us that though the outward man or woman is decaying, the inward person should be renewed day by day. The true life within us should continually become more divine in its beauty, purer, stronger, sweeter, even when the physical life is wasting. To all people there comes along the years, experiences that are hard to endure. Disappointments and misfortunes come, in one form or another. Business ventures do not always succeed. In some cases, there are years of continual and repeated disaster. Ill health saps the energy and strength of some people, leaving them unequal to the struggle for success and compelling them to drop out of the race. Life is hard for many, and there are those who do not keep brave and sweet in the struggle. Some lose heart and become soured in experiences of adversity. Nothing is sadder than to see a person give way to disheartment and depression, and grow misanthropic and gloomy, or soured in spirit. 
we need to think of these things because there should be a constant gaining, never a losing, in our spiritual life. Every year should find us living on a higher plane than the year before. Old age should always be the best of life, not marked by emptiness and decay, but by richer fruitfulness and more gracious beauty. Do not keep on doing just what you have been doing heretofore. Do not be content to go over the same old rounds. Turn northward, start in new lines, with your face toward eternity. Do larger things than you have ever done before. Do not merely go around the mountain's base. Climb up its side every time you compass it. Gain a little higher ground. Get nearer heaven, nearer God. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.